You're listening to Tazzy and Counters on Faith FM. We're coming to you right around Australia from Hobart, Tasmania. And uh, I'm your host, Jason Cook. And in the studio today and every Thursday, we have Peter Watts. And he's uh, continuing his series titled Searching for Certainty. Welcome, Peter. Great to be here, Jason, and uh, good morning, listeners. Yeah, it's uh, good to have you here again, and uh, we will get into just reviewing where we've come from shortly, but I will give our show number to our listeners right up front here today. We've got a free offer that you'll be able to claim later in the program. It's a fantastic book. We've got five books to give away, five copies of that book. 0488880891 is the show number. Tassie Encounters, save that, write it down uh, this is specifically for Tassie Encounters. And if you've got any questions, particularly uh, about our topics, or uh, you've got any feedback you'd like to give us, you can send it in to that number, 0488880891. Just text us any time. We do monitor that. Now, uh, Peter, last week, uh, and if you missed out on the program last week, you can catch it on the Faith FM app or the website. You can go back and listen to our previous programs. But last week's title was The Rest of the Story. And I remember we uh, talked about the biblical Sabbath. Yeah, so uh, previously we talked about playing by the rules. We talked about the Ten Commandments. And then we honed in on one of those commandments, the Fourth Commandment, which talks about remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. And and we wanted to explore what the Bible said about the Sabbath, which day the Sabbath was. And we discovered at the end of that program that the biblical Sabbath was the day we commonly call Saturday. And that may have been a surprise to many people. It certainly was a surprise to me uh, as someone who didn't grow up reading the Bible, didn't know know anything about the Bible. And uh, it became as a surprise to me. And and I guess that sort of leads into today's program um, because naturally people will say, well, if the biblical Sabbath is actually Saturday or the day we commonly call Saturday. Why do so many people observe Sunday? <laughs> why, yeah, exactly. Why does the, the vast majority of the Christian world uh, observe Sunday as a, the weekly holy day? And we want to take a look at that mm. uh, in this week's program. Mm. Well, it's uh, time to get into it, so mm. let, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, last time around when we talked about the rest of the story and we're talking obviously about a day of rest, that's where that, that title came in. Um, so we found out, uh, of course, that the Sabbath um, sort of uh, – we, we find out in Genesis that it's a memorial of creation. God worked for six days and then he rested on the, the seventh day. Uh, but then we find a reminder of that in um, the manner of the wil- uh, in the wilderness in chapter 16 of Exodus, where they were to gather manna, this bread from heaven, uh, for six days, and there would be none on the Sabbath, um, and they were collecting, you know, a double portion on the sixth day. Then, then we have the reminder, of course, in the Ten Commandments. It's one of the Ten Commandments. It's the longest, actually, mm. of the Ten Commandments. And um, and then you find it all throughout the Old Testament. You come to the New Testament, you find that Jesus kept the Sabbath. You find that Jesus taught on the Sabbath. Um, many times he mentions the Sabbath. And in a way, he, he was rescuing the Sabbath from the traditions of the, the church leaders or the religious leaders at that time. Uh, and then you see the disciples... Um, in, in the New Testament, we see Sabbath being kept by God's people there. And then, of course, there was uh, Isaiah uh, 66, where it talks about us keeping the Sabbath in the new heavens and the new earth. So it's a pretty complete picture that you sort of get from Scripture. Old Testament, New Testament, new heaven, new earth. You've still got Sabbath keeping taking place. And then, of course, 
people say, well, why then Sunday worship? Where mm. did Sunday worship come from? And we want to take a look at some history today, but we're also going to talk a little bit about um, uh, what the Bible says. So um, does the Bible say anything about Sunday? Mm. And uh, first and foremost, what we want to look at is we mentioned last week, and uh, many people would recognize that when Jesus rose from the dead, uh, he rose on Sunday. We commemorate that called Easter Sunday every year. Um, he rose on the first day of the week, the Bible says, in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It says Jesus uh, rose from the, the dead, rose from the tomb uh, on the first, early in the morning, first day of the week. And if you think about the first day of the week, uh, how many times do you think the first day of the week would be mentioned in the Old Testament? Now, the Old Testament is three quarters of our Bible. Mm. How many times do you think the the first day of the week is referenced in the Old Testament? Um, well, I have no idea, but uh, it, it's certainly mentioned in the very first uh, chapter of the Bible, right? When uh, God created the word, the the earth in six days. That's so right. He talked about the first day then. So that's it. That as far as the fir- the Old Testament is concerned, there's only one reference in the whole of the Old Testament, and that is, and the evening and the morning <coughs> were the first day. And then, of course, it says the evening, the morning, the second day, evening, the morning, the second, the third day. And so each of the days of the week are mentioned there. Um, but that's the only reference in the whole of the Old Testament to the first day of the week. Mm. You come to the New Testament and you have eight references to the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. Six of them are all to do with the day on which Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. Uh, and nobody disputes that. Jesus rose from the dead on uh, early Sunday morning. And that's why people, uh, you know, believe that Sunday is important. Okay. I've so, yeah, most people today, if you ask them why do we keep Sunday, well, it's probably in honour of the resurrection, right? Mm. Um, we're actually going to be talking in our next uh, program next week. There is a memorial to the resurrection right. uh, in the scriptures that the Bible indicates to us. But it's actually not Sunday keeping. Right. It's not Sunday worship. So uh, whilst, you know, you could think about the fact that Jesus did many important things on many days. Mm. <clears throat> we we think about Friday, the cross, right? When Jesus dies on the cross, that's a Friday. Um, does that make it a new Sabbath day? Well, we're not giving it any instruction in the Bible to call it a new Sabbath day. Um, we're not given any instruction to call it a new holy day. No. But obviously it was a very important event in Christian history. Um, but but see, even then we don't call it a new Sabbath. So Jesus did many good things on many different days of the week. Even but the, it didn't um, change the Sabbath. The Lord's Sabbath, the, 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 that was the day before. That's right, Thursday night. So the, we, don't, we don't make Thursday a special day. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus did many things. And, of course, even you could even say when he died on Friday, he rested in the tomb all the way through the Sabbath and then rose on Sunday morning and went back to work. So uh, there are many, like I say, there are six references to the first day of the week in regard to the resurrection, then you have uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 7, and I'm going to get you to read that. Um, if you come down a couple more, um, you go. I think I'm a, let yeah. me find it. Let Here we me go. Here we go. I've got it. There we okay, go. Okay, there you go. So it says, Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. Okay, so this is Acts 20, verse 7. It's talking about the disciples gathering together. They came to break bread. Paul is going to speak. He's going to preach. Mm. And he's going to continue till midnight. 
um, which is probably a little long. But, uh, but obviously, the fact is, he's about to leave. So there, this is kind of his farewell speech in many ways. Mm. And um, people say, well, this maybe this is a, a gathering. First of all, it doesn't say that it's a new rest day or a new Sabbath day or it's a new day of worship. It's describing uh, a time when they gather together to hear preaching and the break bread. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the next uh, passage we're going to look at is Acts chapter 2, verse 46, and read that out, Jason. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Okay, so this this passage tells us that daily they were breaking bread. Yeah, so this, so is, this is the early church. They were meeting daily. Correct. and yeah. They were meeting on a regular basis. Mm. They discovered this amazing truth about Jesus, mm. uh, that he was the Messiah, and they were breaking bread daily. And again, I'll read Acts 5.42. It says, daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease Mm. teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. So this meeting that we have in Acts 20, verse 7, isn't a new Sabbath day. They're they're meeting together, but they did that daily. They're eating together, they did that daily. And so this is um, nothing um, particular. It's not a specific worship experience. And then the last one, so we've, we've looked at, there are six verses that mention the first day of the week. They're all related to the uh, resurrection. Um, then there's this one in Acts that we've looked at where they were breaking bread and, and teaching, but we've noted that they were doing that daily. And then the last one is in 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. And uh, maybe you'd like to read that. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there may be no collections when I come. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. All right. So here, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He's basically saying there was a famine in Jerusalem. Uh, They're collecting materials to send to Jerusalem. And he's saying on the first day of the week, lay something aside, collect it. And when I come through... We'll appoint somebody and send them to Jerusalem with that gift. He says there'll be no collections when I come because he's saying when I come, it's going to be an urgent matter and we want to send it on. Mm. And so, and again, this has got nothing to do with the day of worship. This is simply talking about a collection being made for the saints who are in Jerusalem. And so you've got, there's nothing in the scripture that tells us that a change was made. Mm. And um, we clearly see uh, the Sabbath still being practiced. And, uh, you know, there is, there's, for instance, in the New Testament, there are 68 references to Sabbath and only eight to the first day of the week. So even in the balance of the amount of material that's given to that, we can see that Sabbath was still very pertinent. Mm. We need to go to break, Peter. And okay. uh, we've got a listener question. Uh, does God still want people to keep the Sabbath today? So that's uh, the listener question. Does God still want people to keep the Sabbath today? Text us your answer on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas on that. We're going to go to our first song, Holy, Holy Creator of Time.
evening and morning spoken to birth Gifted this treasure a time to renew Wrapped in your presence dwelling with you
That was Holy, Holy Creator of Time by Jason Cook, who's our host. And I thought that was a great song. I've never heard that song before, Jason. Thank you very much for that. Do you know, uh, there's two things I, I like about that song. Um, not not because I wrote it. Um, <laughs> I love the lyrics because they're all based on Scripture mm. and uh, a study of, of the Sabbath in Scripture. And the other part I really love about it is that Jacqueline Jewell, and we've got a song that she wrote uh, coming up later in the program, but Jacqueline Jewell played the piano for me on that song. So right. uh, it was great to have her uh, to do that. Terrific. Yeah. So, Peter, um, <clears throat> we're, we're talking about the Sabbath and... Uh, You've got an interesting observation about the word Sabbath and how that relates to the day Saturday. Yeah, so um, in over 80 languages in the world, the day for the word for the seventh day of the week is Sabbath. Uh, and we don't really get that connect in English because our word for the seventh day of the week is Saturday. It's mm. taken from uh, Saturn, which was a Roman god, of course. We know it as a planet. Um, but... Um, yeah, so in 80, over 80 languages in the world, uh, you've got uh, sub, uh, Sabado and Subalta, and uh, the, the word Sabbath uh, is the name for the seventh day of the week. So a lot of people in a lot of countries would, you know, if you, we're talking about Sabbath and Sunday, Sabbath is very obvious to them because the seventh day of the word is called Sabbath. Mm. And so uh, that's less obvious to us in an English-speaking culture. Mm. Yeah. All right. Where, where to now? Okay, so we're going to go to, we've, we've looked a little bit about the first day of the week in the New Testament. Now let's, let's ask the question, so why Sunday worship? Where did it come from? Hmm. And I want to read a statement from Cardinal James Gibbons. He was a Roman Catholic cardinal, and uh, this is in a volume called The Faith of Our Fathers. And notice what he says here. He says, you may read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. The scriptures enforce the religious observance of Saturday. Now, when you listen to that, most people will find that quite remarkable that a Roman Catholic cardinal would say, you can read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you won't find a single line authorizing Sunday. And mm. you, you would think, what? That, that sounds strange. Surely they would be saying, no, 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 here it is, and here it is, and here it is. But he's acknowledging the fact that it has no scriptural basis, mm. which is a fascinating admission to make. Um, not only that, uh, we there's another quote I have here from Methodist minister Clovis Chapel uh, in his book, Ten Rules for Living, talking about the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And he says, the reason we observe the first day instead of the seventh is based on no positive command. One will search the scriptures in vain for authority for changing from the seventh day to the first. So here we have a Roman Catholic uh, mentioning that. Then you have a Protestant mentioning that. And both of them are acknowledging you won't find it in the Bible. Uh, and this is what we uh, are sort of been saying in the last couple of programs um, but this is not something this is not just opinion mm. okay this is recognized by people on both sides of the aisle in Christianity mm. and so if there's no biblical record where does it come from and so we want to get into history so what we're going to do now is we're going to share some quotes we're going to move some of the through some of the history of the Christian church in order to discover what happened in this regard. We're going to cover like uh, a thousand years in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, yeah, that's right. So strap your seatbelts on. <laughs> yeah, so it, we, know, we know that there was persecution of the Jews in uh, Israel 
um, after the time of Christ. In fact, uh, you know, we think about the Christian, uh, sorry, the persecution of Christians. You know, you think about the Christians and the lions and so yep. forth in the Colosseum. In yep. But um, the Christians, to begin with, were simply seen as a sect of the Jews, mm. because of course they had a Jewish ruler, Jesus. All the disciples were Jewish. Uh, Three thousand people were baptized the first at Pentecost. Converts were all Jews. They were all Jews. Yep. So uh, there was a, a rejection of the Jews. Many people may uh, have heard about the destruction of Jerusalem in AD seventy, mm-hmm. uh, and the oppression that came upon them, and. Um, in a book called Divine Rest for Human Restlessness, Dr. Samuel Bakayoki writes this. He says, beginning with the first Jewish revolt against Rome, which was 66 to 70 AD, various repressive measures, military, political and fiscal, were imposed by the Romans upon the Jews. So it was be- becoming hard to get along if you were a Jew. Mm. There were a lot of pressures put on them. Then we come to the final Jewish revolt, if you like, against the Romans which came in between 132 and 135 AD. It's known as the Bar Kokhba Rebellion. Simon Bar Kokhba led a rebellion of the Jews against the Romans, and uh, this was finally put down in the time of uh, Emperor Hadrian. And uh, Emperor Hadrian, uh, again in uh, the book Divine Rest for Human Restlessness, it says, this is page 237, says Hadrian at this time prohibited the practice of the Jewish religion throughout the empire, condemning especially Sabbath observance. Mm. So you have the Roman emperor, Hadrian, and many people may have heard of Hadrian's Wall, which is in the north of England, sort of separates England from Scotland at that time. Mm. And there are many monuments, by the way, around... uh, Was that built by the Romans? Yes, built by the Romans. And uh, at the time of Hadrian, that's why it's called Mm. Hadrian's Wall. Mm. Hadrian's got lots of monuments. He had lots of building things. I've been to North Africa in Tunisia. You can find Hadrian's um, monuments there. I've been to Jordan in the Middle East. You can find uh, arches that Hadrian put up there. He was a big builder around the empire Mm. or or he had things built to to commemorate him. But anyway, at this time, so this is 135 AD, um, he's oppressing the Jews, he's banning the Jewish religion, and especially Sabbath observance. Mm. And so what are you going to do? And uh, what you find is that uh, there are start to be some compromises on the part of some. And I say some because Sabbath, the biblical Sabbath that we've been talking about, the day we commonly call Saturday, has been kept from the time of Adam and Eve all the way through to the present day and will be kept all the way to the end of time by some people. Mm. There have always been people who have recognized and observed the Seventh-day Sabbath. Um, but what you have here, after this oppression comes on the Jews by, by uh, Emperor Hadrian, in uh, 237 of the same book, it says, Impressive indications suggest that Sunday observance was introduced at this time in conjunction with Easter Sunday as an attempt to clarify to the Roman authorities the Christian distinction from Judaism. Now, I say this was by some because, as we've mentioned, lots of people are still keeping Sabbath as Christians at this time but some are starting to say well maybe we could keep a different day a day that's more um favorable to the roman empire Mm. um and of course the 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 romans worshipped all kinds of gods and one of the gods that they represent worship was the sun god and so they would worship the sun god on a particular day which we have come down to know as sunday Mm -hmm. um and uh if you read uh 
some fourth century documents. Uh, this is in a, a, a book called Apostolic Constitutions. It says the purity and of the apostolic church, that's the church of the apostles, first century, stood firm and pure. But when the second and third generation Christians came along, we see evidence of compromise and apostasy. And uh, we find uh, practices and beliefs creeping into the church that had nothing to do with the Bible. Mm. And so this is from the first century all the way through to, say, Constantine, who was the first Roman emperor, emperor to embrace Christianity. Um, we find that these compromises begin to come in. So we're going to go to a break. We've got uh, more to cover, so hang in there. And uh, just before we go to the break, we're going to ask that question again. Does God still want people to keep the Sabbath? Text us in your ideas, your answers, 0488-880-891. Does God still want people to keep the Sabbath day today? And our, our free book offer, we're going to give you a code a bit later, is called From Sabbath to Sunday. And it's by Carlisle B. Haynes, and it's really talking about this topic that we're talking about today. So we encourage you to keep listening and to get the code a little bit later. We're going to be giving away five copies of that book. We are going to have a listen to this song. It's Ancient Words by Michael W. Smith. In this world 
That was Michael W. Smith with Ancient Words and uh, telling of the uh, the truth and the wisdom. And uh, that's where we're going uh, now, I guess, in our discussion. In fact, your title today is called Truth or Tradition. Mm. And it's really what we're uh, searching for, isn't it, Peter? That searching for certainty, searching for truth. Well, Jesus, yeah, Jesus says he is the truth. And mm. I guess every aspect of truth that we believe in has some connection to him. Mm. Um, and, and that's why it's important. It's not important just because, you know, God, God has, uh, these decisions on a whim that he wants us to do this, that, or the other. They're all in connection with our relationship with him. Mm. And I think that's important. So we've got a little bit more to cover and yeah. uh, we were part of the way through history. Yes, so we were talking about the fact that between the first century when the apostles lived and the time of the early fourth century when we come to Constantine, a lot of things began to creep into the Christian faith. Uh, it was heavily persecuted, but it was continuing to grow. Mm. Um, and it was persecuted by uh, the Roman emperors. And then you come to the time of Constantine, who has this uh, dramatic conversion um, after he wins a battle. And... Uh, he claims to have embraced Christianity. And as part of his reign, on March the 7th, 321 AD, he passes the first civil Sunday law. This is the first time a law has been enacted as to what you can or can't do on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some of our listeners may be familiar with the fact that we have Sunday uh, trading laws even today. You know, your average supermarket or pub or shop may not be open as longer hours on Sunday as it is on other days of the week. Well, there are different rules and there's certainly different pay rates as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm also thinking uh, in the past, there are far fewer shops and things Absolutely. open on Sundays. I remember when I was walking up and down the main streets in uh, – I used to play football on a Sunday and I'd come home and walk up the main streets and all the shops were closed mm. on a Sunday. And, um, you know, that, that was not – Untypical, um, and, and so even if you go down the mall in Hobart today, yeah. you won't see too many shops open on a Sunday. It's going to be a lot quieter, and mm. so or, that has an origin. Mm. And the the first Sunday law, civil Sunday law, was passed by Emperor Constantine in three twenty one A.D. And he said this: He says, "On the venerable day of the sun, let the magistrates and the people residing in the cities rest, and let all the workshops be closed." And so. He, he was the first one, if you like, to put legislation behind this transfer of Sabbath to Sunday. Now, that transfer, by the way, of Sabbath to Sunday was a gradual process. And as I've said, there have always been Sabbath keepers, and there still are today. Um, but people started moving towards Sunday keeping, partly, uh, as I said, because of persecution of the Jews initially. But then you have, um, they would promote uh, Sabbath as a holy day and therefore it would be a fasting day. The Bible never says it should be a fasting day, but they would promote Sabbath as a fasting day and then Sunday they would promote as a feasting day. So it's not difficult in that circumstance to understand why Sunday became more popular mm. than Saturday over time. Mm. And then, of course, people, you know, this is really where we get our, our uh, weekend. Yeah. For a while, people were keeping both days. Right. And, uh, you know, many will, uh, you know, recognize the fact that for for many, many years, 
we would have a Monday to Friday working week and then the weekend would be Saturday and Sunday. And this is the origins of that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we uh, take it for granted that we get two days off a week for most of us. And uh, and yet it, it really started way back then. It boils down to this, yeah. this change of the Sabbath, really. Mm. That's that's what happened. Mm. Um, in uh, the history of the church, page 739, it says in the year 325 AD, Sylvester, the Bishop of Rome, changed the title of the first day, that's the day we call Sunday, changed the title of that day, calling it the Lord's Day. Mm. You know, because many people will think, oh, yeah, the Lord's Day, I know what that is. When I was growing up, uh, it was very evident in England what the Lord's Day was. That was Sunday. But we have an origin for that here, and it's 325 AD. This is long after the end of the Bible. Mm. This is not in the Bible. This is something the church is doing over time, and it's sort of falling in line, if you like, with the legislation that Constantine has put in place in 321. Um, in a history of the councils of the church, the Council of Laodicea took place in 364 AD, and it says, Christians shall not Judaize, that is, keep Sabbath, and be idle on Saturday, but shall work on that day. But the Lord's day they shall especially honour, and as being Christians shall, if possible, do not work I do no work on that day. If, however, they are found Judaizing, they shall be shut out from Christ. And what that meant was if you were keeping Sabbath back in uh, 364 AD, they were saying you should be shut out from the church, shut out from Christ. And this is a remarkable U-turn. This is a remarkable transfer when you consider the Ten Commandments says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And you should rest on that day. Here it's saying, if you do rest, you should be shut out from Christ. And this is quite interesting from the perspective that Jesus himself kept the Sabbath, Mm. as we found out in last week's program. So you see a distinct change taking place within the church uh, where they're making changes to what the Bible had to say. So next one is actually in the book that we have as a free offer. From Sabbath to Sunday by Carlisle B. Haynes, page 43, it says, in spite of this, in spite of the fact that they had made that change, Christians were still observing the Sabbath in the 6th century. For Pope Gregory denounced as prophets of Antichrist those who maintained that work ought not to be done on the seventh day. So this this is a complete reversal of the commandment of God in regard to the Sabbath, and uh, people are, are still trying to keep the Sabbath in those days. In the book, the Christ- um, excuse me, in the book, the Christian Sabbath, page sixteen, it says, and this is a Catholic author, says the Catholic Church, for over one thousand years before the existence of a Protestant, by virtue of her divine mission, changed the day from Saturday to Sunday. So the church actually admits that this change was uh, something they did, mm. which is quite remarkable. Mm. So they don't they don't hide um, you know the fact that uh, they do that. So so what's their claim then? In well, I guess their claim is that they have the authority to do it. Okay. Uh, they would believe that God gave them the authority here on earth. Um, but here's the question and this is a question for our listeners I think that to consider, do we have the right to change the commandments of God? If we had a group of people in a room and say, okay, let's start a new church mm. uh, and let's take a vote, we're going to vote out the commandment that says you shall not commit adultery. 
Uh, adultery is more popular these days than perhaps it was in the past. But can we as a church vote to change one of God's commands? I don't think we can. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a reason why we have the Bible. It's a an objective standard by which we can measure everything else. I guess that's the difference between the Bible and Scripture itself compared to a man-made uh, law or a constitution. You know, we have, like, constitutions that uh, govern our countries. Yeah. Um, we have constitutions that govern companies. Yeah. Um, those things can be amended yeah. because they're made by man. But uh, the Scripture itself... Um, doesn't really allow for that, does it? Well, if we believe that the Bible is written for all people, uh, for all time, uh, then it's, you know, pertinent to us even now. We did a program, a couple of programs back, playing by the rules where we talked about the Ten Commandments and, mm. and their relevance for us today and the fact that God is trying to protect relationships through those commandments. And so, uh, we have that. So, uh, Peter, um, we we have uh, this uh, tradition of uh, Sunday uh, observance. observance now, but uh, did anyone keep it all the way through, you know, like in history, like the yeah. Sabbath, the Saturday Sabbath? Yeah. As we've mentioned, there have always been people who've kept the Sabbath, and uh, one of those groups of people were in northern Italy, mm-hmm. uh, a place that I've been to, the Waldensian Valleys, and um, they believed in the Bible. They had copies of the scripture in their own language from a very early time. And they would copy out these scriptures and hand them out to other people. And they were Sabbath keepers. Um, and they were persecuted uh, by, by uh, the, the Romans. And, um, but they, they uh, lasted for many, many years keeping the Sabbath. And they were one group of many who kept the Sabbath alive. If we come through history, through church history, we come to the time of 1517 and a time of Martin Luther and uh, the Protestant Reformation. Mm. And uh, he's basically making a call. He was a Roman Catholic doctor taught in their university, and he had access to a Bible, which not many people did. And he could read it. And he was reading in the Bible and he observed the church at the time. And he said, we are not living according to the Bible. We need to go back to the Bible. And that was an important call that he made. And it's really where where we're talking about today too. And that, and that uh, really uh, changed history in a, in a substantial sense it when really it comes did. to the Christian church. Yeah. Martin Luther uh, with his... Um, Reformation. Yeah, and getting back to the scriptures yeah. rather than, uh, I guess, the ideas of, of people being uh, introduced. We need to go to another break, but before we do, I'm going to give you a bit more information about this book, From Sabbath to Sunday by Carlisle B. Haynes. The Attempts to Change God's Holy Day. From Sabbath to Sunday is Carla B. Haynes's fascinating study of the historical aspects of the Sabbath question, showing how, when, why, and by whom the change was made from the seventh to the first day of the week. We're going to give you the code to claim that book right after the break, and we have five copies. So the first five in to claim that will receive a copy of that book. And uh, just remember our listener question. Do you think that God still wants people to keep the Sabbath today? We're going to go to this song, Love the Lord. This is uh, written by Jacqueline Jewell and featuring Neville Peter singing... Love the 
Jewel and Neville Peter with Love the Lord. Now, before the break, we offered a book, or we talked about this book, From Sabbath to Sunday by Carlisle B. Haynes, and now's the time for the code, and we need you to text that in to 0488-880-891, and the code is SEARCH17. That's the word search and the number 17. The first five uh, who text that in will receive the book from Sabbath to Sunday. Now, Peter, we've got just uh, six and a half minutes left and uh, lots to cover. All right. But uh, we're, we're sitting around the mid-1500s. Yeah, so we talked about Martin Luther. He recognised that there were challenges in the church at the time and he was saying we need to get back to the Bible. Um, and that became his catch cry, the Bible and the Bible only. Mm. And that's really been uh, the Protestant call ever since, is that the Protestant churches around the world have said we need to, to get back to the Bible. The, the official church, the medieval church, um, held a council in the late 1500s, the mid to late 1500s. It lasted over 17 years. That's it, a long meeting. That's a very long meeting. And they would convene for a few months and then they would break up again and then would convene some more. And it was called the Council of Trent. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the central uh, question was, what do we do about this reformation mm. that was launched by Luther and then you know was carried on by Calvin and others? Um, what do we do about that? You know, Should we go back to the Bible or shouldn't we? And uh, you know, they were saying, well... The Bible and tradition are both very important, but of the two, well, 
we're going to have to go with tradition. I want to notice this is uh, Canon and Tradition by H. Holtzman. Page 263, it says, Finally, at the last opening on the 18th of January, 1562, all hesitation was set aside. The Archbishop of Reggio made a speech in which he openly declared that tradition stood above Scripture. The authority of the Church could therefore not be bound by the authority of the Scriptures because the Church had changed the Sabbath into Sunday, not by a command of Christ, but by its own authority. Mm. So in other words, the church is saying, we, we're not going back to scripture alone. We're going to, it's going to be tradition and scripture. And if the two disagree, we'll go with tradition. Mm. Because they changed the, the Sabbath to Sunday and they said, if we go back to scripture, we're going to have to keep Sabbath. Mm. And they were unwilling to do that. And so that has persisted. And, uh, you know, openly in a, a converts catechism, if I wanted to become, um, a Roman Catholic, I would take some lessons from the Converts Catechism. And in there it says, which is the Sabbath day? And it says, Saturday is the Sabbath day. Why do we observe Sunday instead of Sabbath? Because the Catholic Church transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday. Now, the question is, do they have the right to do that? Mm. And uh, I think, you know, the question for us is, is it going to be the Bible or is it going to be the traditions and teachings of the church? And I think and I believe that the Bible is the safest place to be. Um, Jesus himself dealt with this kind of traditional approach when he came and the religious leaders of his day in Matthew fifteen three, he says why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition he said that to the rulers of his day and he's talking about the Sabbath there no he's not talking about oh, Sabbath okay, right. but he is talking about the fact that they would transgress God's commandments the, yep. the rulers they would um, smudge the, the commandments, especially in regard to uh, honour your father and mother and so forth, mm. if there was something to gain for them. Mm. And Jesus is saying, you're setting aside the commandment of God uh, whilst keeping your own traditions. Mm. And uh, that's not what he planned to do. It's interesting to note that in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, the Bible talks about a power that would arise that would think to, or should intend to change times and laws. We're going to actually explore that in a later episode of this series. Um, but the Bible actually talks about that. So the question we want to ask is... Um, so does it really matter? Does That's it really, really matter? The question. So what? Does it really so matter? So what? You know, the church changed the day from Saturday to Sunday. So yeah. what? Does it really matter? What difference does one, it make? Is one day any different to exactly. another? Exactly. And the answer to that question is, of course, that the Sabbath has a is is a particular day. It's not that what God picked out one and says, you know, it could be the third day or the fifth day, or there's a reason why it's the seventh day. It's actually a memorial of something. Mm. You know, so if my wife said to me, Honey, what should we do for our anniversary? And I say, well, it doesn't really matter which day it is. One day is just like any other. Mm. Why bother with the, you know, why is the anniversary? Well, the anniversary is special because it's the anniversary. It's, it's remembering that particular day. It's remembering that event when mm. we decided to get married. And, right. of course, Sabbath is an adver anniversary of creation. Every mm. seventh day comes around. God intended that it would remind us that he is the creator and we are his creatures. And... Uh, so, you know, God is calling us to keep the Sabbath uh, as a reminder of all of those things. It's about um, recognizing him as creator. It's about um, 
resting in Christ. It's about physical rest, of course. It's about appreciating the beauty of nature. It's about all of these things, but it is a day. And you can imagine uh, the enemy, if we're talking about Satan, whom we've talked about before in a previous program, he would want to draw people's attention away from the creation of God. I mean, we think about creation. We've talked about that in a previous program. I used to be an evolutionist. But now I believe that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and and that God is the creator. And that's one of the reasons why he's worthy of my worship. Mm. And so in many ways, uh, could anything be more important than recognizing God as creator? You know, in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, Peter and the apostles were being confronted because they were sharing truth. And Peter and the apostles said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And that's really what I would say in regards to the Sabbath. Does it really matter? Yes, it's a command of God. Why is it a commandment of God? Because God knows how important it is that we remember that he is our creator. Amen. So uh, if you've got any thoughts on this topic, do text us in 0488880891. And uh, we've still got some copies to give away of that book from Sabbath to Sunday by Carla B. Haynes. You can text SEARCH17, just the word SEARCH and the number 17. Text that to our number 0488880891 and we'll get that out to you. Uh, now, Peter, you've been uh, running some series of programs called Is God For Real? Mm-hmm. And uh, how's that going? Yeah, it's going really well. We've been uh, down at the Bellarive Oval there, Blunston Arena, um, for the last couple of weeks. And we're just changing venue now. Um, we're moving to uh, Rosny. We're, we're actually moving to um, 28 Riawina Road, Montague Bay it's uh, listed at but it's really just across the road not far from Rosney Park um, shopping centre the Eastlands and uh, we're moving to the Seventh-day Adventist the Rosney Seventh-day Adventist Church and we will be there from 7pm Friday night so it's Friday night Saturday night Tuesday night 7pm and uh, we're going to be looking at a fascinating topic this coming Friday night. We're looking at life after death. So we uh, hope people will join us for that. If they're in the area, feel free to drop by to the Rosney Seventh-day Adventist Church, 28 Riawina Road, Montague Bay. Okay. And next week, what have we got for our listeners on your program? All right. So next week, we're looking at a new beginning. Um, have you ever thought about, wouldn't it be nice to have a clean slate and make a new start, a brand new beginning. Mm. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about next week. Okay. And tomorrow we've got David Maxwell, and his title of his program is The Love of the Spirit. Uh, so please do join us. We're going to go out with this song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus by Casting Crowns. We hope you have a good day wherever you are listening, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Tis so sweet. Trust in Jesus just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I Proved you more and more, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh.
Trust Him. 